Mother's Day is almost here. Have you found that truly special, sentimental gift for your mom yet? Don't worry, I got you. MyLifeInABook.com is a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Here's how it works. Every week, MyLifeInABook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions that you want to ask. And then, she can either type her response or use their voice-to-text feature, and MyLifeInABook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges that she overcame. This book becomes a legacy, something you and your children can treasure forever. Your mom has given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I loved this idea so much that I've started my own My Life in a Book for my children to have. The thought of my son and daughter being able to learn about my life story as they grow into their own adulthood is truly special. It's been an enjoyable journey of self-reflection for me too, with questions like, which one event made the greatest impact on your life? It's brought back memories I didn't even know I had. I love it, and I know your mother will too. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code SERIALNAPPER at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com and use code SERIALNAPPER for 10% off today. Hey everyone, my name is Nikki Young and this is Serial Napper, an international true crime podcast. I'm back with another true crime story to lull you to sleep or perhaps to give you nightmares. Actually, this is a story that I want you to listen to very closely. Rasheem Carter was a young black man from Mississippi who went missing last year after reporting to the local police not once but twice that he was being targeted by three white men in a pickup truck. His dismembered body would be found scattered across a wooded area on private property. Most shockingly, his skull had been severed cleanly in half. Right off the bat, the assumption is that something evil and violent was done to Rashim. But the local police have continued to claim that no foul play is suspected. Rashim's family believe otherwise. That Rashim was brutally murdered, likely by the people that Rashim claimed were after him shortly before his death. They are fighting to find out who killed this bright and promising young man. The Taylorsville Police Department have been less than cooperative, which is why I need you to share Rashim's story once you're done listening. So let's jump right in. Rashim Carter was a 25-year-old young man from Fayette, Mississippi. Growing up, he was a star athlete who loved all sports, but especially baseball. He had a six-year-old little girl, and though he was a very young father, he did everything that he could to get his life together and provide for her. Prior to the pandemic, he successfully ran his own seafood restaurant called Cali's Express. So he was extremely motivated and hardworking. However, as with a lot of small businesses, he couldn't survive through the lockdowns and the stay-at-home orders. 
but he had big plans to work hard and save up enough money to reopen the restaurant. Rashim was a certified millwright and welder, so he was easily able to pick up a few in-demand contractor jobs. In late September of 2022, he began working as a subcontractor for a company called Georgia Pacific, which is located in Taylorsville, Mississippi. He was only going to be working there for a short time. So he was living out of the Super 8 Motel, which is located in Laurel, Mississippi, about 22 miles away from where he worked. Because he didn't have his own vehicle, he relied on another subcontractor to give him a ride to and from work each day. This worked out pretty well for the most part. Until Saturday, October 1st, 2022. On that day, there was some sort of miscommunication between Rashim and this co-worker that he carpooled with. The co-worker would be able to drive Rashim to work in the morning, but he wasn't able to take him home after work for whatever reason. So when the workday was over, Rashim was basically stranded in Taylorsville, which is an area that was completely unfamiliar to him. He didn't know anyone there locally to call, and his family lived about two hours away. He tried hitchhiking his way back to Laurel, but he was unsuccessful. People were just driving past him, reluctant to pick him up. There were several reported sightings of Rashim that day trying to hitchhike a ride, but unfortunately no one stopped. Rashim called his mother and he told her about the situation, that he was stranded in Taylorsville and he had no way to get back home to the motel. At that time, he also said that he was afraid because there were people after him. He told her that there was a group of white men chasing him in a pickup truck. Allegedly, he gave his mother the names of the people that he thought were after him. His mother was terrified. It's really every black mother's worst nightmare to have your child tell you that they're being targeted because of the color of their skin. And she was far away. There was nothing that she could do to just go there and help him. So she told him to go to the police immediately, which he did. October 1st, 2022 would be the first time that Rashim walked into the Taylorsville Police Department and told them that he was fearful for his life. Now, there's been conflicting accounts about what exactly was said at this time, with the police downplaying the fear that Rashim allegedly felt. There was a police report filed, and Rashim did ask if they could give him a ride back to his hotel in Laurel, to which they responded that they couldn't. Basically, they said that they weren't a taxi service, and Laurel was out of their jurisdiction. From there, we know that Rashim left the police station, and he likely slept outside that night because he never made it back to his motel. The following morning was October 2nd, and Rashim's second visit to the police station. He had been in constant communication with his mother all night, and she had been working hard to arrange for someone to drive down to Taylorsville to pick him up. However, his cell phone battery was running extremely low, so he was hoping that he could borrow a charger and wait at the police station for his ride to pick him up. When he walked into the station, allegedly, they told him no, he couldn't stay. He dropped a pin of his location for his family so that they would know where to pick him up. Then he left the police station. It was around 10 a.m. that morning that he was seen on surveillance video outside of a local Dollar Tree store. In the video, he appears to be leaving the store in distress. 
But this would not be the only time that Rashim is caught on camera that morning. He would later be recorded by a deer hunting camera, and the still image of Rashim is both shocking and very telling. The deer hunting camera is located in a wooded area on private property. Rashim appears to be in distress on the camera. He's seen running away, walking away, we can't really tell. He's not wearing a shirt, and it looks like he has mud and possibly some bruising on him. It appears as if he's holding a large branch or a log, perhaps something that he would use to defend himself. This would be the last photo ever taken of Rashim Carter. No one else is captured on that camera, leading the police to believe that he was alone at the time. Now, a family friend would eventually show up to the pinned location where they were supposed to find Rashim, but he was no longer there. And he was no longer responding to anyone by phone or text. Rashim Carter's mother goes to the Laurel Police Department to show them several disturbing text messages that were sent by her son. And he is reported missing at this time. The chief of Laura police would say that they spoke with several of Rashim's co-workers by telephone, but that no formal one-on-one interviews were conducted. Just one month later, on November 2nd, 2022, Rashim's body would be discovered scattered in a wooded area on private property in Taylorsville, Mississippi. It was discovered approximately 300 meters from where he had been captured by that deer camera. It's unclear what information led police to find his body or if someone unrelated to the investigation discovered it. His skull had been found separate from the body, completely severed in half with several teeth missing. Now, right off the bat, this finding, along with that still photo that's captured from the deer camera, it's extremely alarming. Rashim's mother right away felt like her son had been murdered, just like he was fearful of. Shockingly, the Smith County Sheriff's Office put out a statement saying that there was, quote, no reason to believe foul play was involved. Now, here's the full statement that was posted on their Facebook page on November 22nd, 2022, which was a couple of weeks after Rashim's body was found. It says, quote, press release. On Tuesday, November 2nd, 2022, Smith County Sheriff's Department located the remains of Rasheem Carter, just south of Taylorsville, Mississippi, in a wooded area. Carter was initially reported missing on October 2nd, 2022, in Laurel, Mississippi. Thank you to the public who turned in pertinent information regarding Carter's whereabouts. At this time, we have no reason to believe foul play was involved, but the case is still under investigation. The remains were transported to MS Crime Lab for DNA confirmation. Please continue to keep the family in your prayers. Now, they got a lot of backlash with this post, so they included, Edited to add, We want to reiterate that this is an ongoing investigation. Other agencies, including MBI and FBI, have assisted as well. All details have been given solely to the mother, and if and when she wants anything additional released, or if we find anything else that the public needs to know, we will release that information at that time. Less than a month after finding parts of Rashim's body in that wooded area, They put out this statement saying that they have no reason to believe that this is a case of foul play. 
despite all of the information that they have at their fingertips. The two times that Rashim visited the police station to tell them that he was afraid for his life, and the police report that Rashim filed because he said three white men were chasing him in a truck. Then they have that Dear Cam photo. They have conversations between Rashim and his mother where he says that he is being followed. He says that someone is after him. They have enough to say that they're continuing the investigation into his death, but they're brazen enough to say that they don't believe there's any foul play involved. And they tell Rashim's family that the likely cause of his head being severed from his body and the terrible condition that it was in, it was likely due to animals. My family is getting ready to make a big move across the ocean to a place where English isn't the spoken language. This isn't my first rodeo, so I'm making sure I'm fully prepared by learning the language ahead of time. Sure, I know I can use an app once I get there, but you'd be shocked by how much gets lost in translation. I want to talk like a local, which is why I'm excited to use Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn and has been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, and more. Rosetta Stone helps you to think in the language you're learning using an intuitive process that's designed for long-term retention. Their built-in true accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation so that you're easily understood by native speakers. They have convenient desktop and app options, so you can learn on the go, and they offer a lifetime membership that includes all 25 languages at an incredible value. And now you can save even more with 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Serial Napper listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Sunnier, warmer days are almost here. Why not get a head start on looking and feeling your best this summer by trying something new like Factors No Prep, No Mess meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes? Get a helping hand to meet your wellness goals with Factors chef-crafted meals that include different nutritional options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Healthy meal planning has never looked so good with Factors Fresh, Never Frozen Meals that are also dietitian approved. No matter how busy you are, Factor can help kickstart and maintain a new healthy routine by making it easy to enjoy nutritious meals on the go. Plus, you'll never get bored eating the same thing every day because they offer 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. We're talking restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon, because eating healthy doesn't have to be boring. Personally, I love not having to overthink what I'm going to eat every single day, because that's half the battle. 
And I don't have to bother with shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. But the best part is, these meals are delicious with ingredients you can trust. Crush your wellness goals this May. Head to factormeals.com slash napper50 and use code napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code NAPPER50 at factormeals.com slash NAPPER50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, here is a warning that I'm going to show you a photo of the skull. If you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, I'll have the photos over in my Facebook group. I don't usually like to show things like this, but in this particular case, it's really important. Rashim's family has been very public with showing this photo because it's significant. The way that it's cut in half looks so precise and clean, it's really difficult to imagine an animal doing it. But this alongside the fact that Rashim had reported to his mother and the police twice that he was being followed and threatened by three white men in a truck shortly before being killed. And then the deer cam photo, which shows Rashim in the area in a state of distress. I don't understand how the police department could so quickly rule it to be no foul play. Rashim's family and much of the community feels the same way. Now, an autopsy is performed by the state, and the report says the following— no pathological conditions or significant skeletal trauma. The medical examiner's office ruled Rashim's cause of death as undetermined. Due to the condition of his body, they were unable to determine when his injuries had occurred, whether before or after death. There were some obvious signs of animal activity, which made it really difficult to determine what was inflicted upon him when he was alive and what was done by an animal after the fact. We do know that Rashim's skull was found completely severed from his body and that not all of his body has been recovered. When the state was finished with Rashim's body, his family took possession of it, and they had an independent analysis of the findings done. They also had an independent autopsy performed. According to civil rights attorney Benjamin Crump, their findings revealed that Rashim had been dismembered. Obviously, this is not a natural death. Rashim was a healthy young man who had so much ahead of him. Someone clearly took his life. His family's attorney sent a letter to the Department of Justice to beg for them to take on their son's case. Rashim's mother fully believes that he was murdered because of the color of his skin, and she recently gave a press conference where she revealed text messages her son sent her shortly before his death. He said, me and the owner of this company, not saying I to I, mama, his name which I can't say at this time, but if anything happened to me, he's responsible for it. I'm too smart, mama. He got these guys wanting to kill me. And that's what he sent to me. His head was severed from his body. His vertebrae, his spinal cord was in another spot they discovered away from his severed head. They have recently found 
remains that they believe are also Rasheen Carter. All of this is incredibly suspicious. Rasheem tells his mother the names of the people that he is afraid of, including the name of his boss. Now, I'm not going to say their names here because at least one of these people claims that they have been receiving daily death threats against him, also against his wife and his kids ever since these messages have been revealed. And of course, that is not okay either. As long as this person is cooperating with the police and giving them all of the information that they have, then I think that the benefit of the doubt needs to be given at this point. Now, there was even more suspicious circumstances around Rashim's death. There was also an attempt to use his credit card in Taylorsville during the time that he was missing, which is also the time that we now know he was deceased. So either he dropped his credit card at some point before he died and someone randomly picked it up and tried to use it, or this person killed him and took it off his body. The credit card did not jump out of Rasheem's wallet and land into someone else's hands. One simply cannot ignore the fact that this all happened in Mississippi, which has a deep-seated history of systemic racism. According to a 2021 Washington Post report, there have been at least eight suspected lynchings of black men and teens in Mississippi since 2000. Sadly, the majority of these deaths were basically tossed aside and ruled to be suicides, even though there was evidence of foul play in those cases. Before he went missing, Rashim clearly identified three white males who were after him. Shortly after that, his body was found in a wooded area. Even if his body shows evidence of animal activity, it doesn't really matter in my opinion because his body should have never been there to begin with. He should have been on his way home. Instead, he was chased down and ultimately he lost his life. And again, this is a healthy young man with no prior medical issues or mental health issues. So how did he wind up in that forest? In my opinion, Rasheem Carter's death needs to be investigated as a hate crime. And that is exactly what his family is pushing to have happen, but they aren't getting very far. It's been five months since Rasheem's body was found, and there hasn't been a whole lot of movement in his case since. Rasheem Carter's cause of death is still listed as unknown, and no charges have been filed at this point. The Taylorsville Police Department still maintains that they don't believe this to be foul play, though they claim it is still an active investigation. I don't quite understand how both can be true. Rashim's family say that his death was a lynching, and they're calling for the Justice Department to step in and take over the case. At this point, they say that it needs to be looked at as a murder investigation and as a civil rights case. There is a GoFundMe page set up by Rashim's family to help them to cover the costs of things like having that independent autopsy conducted, having their own investigators, attorney's fees, and all the things like that. If you're interested in donating, I'll have the link in my show notes. And that is basically where we are at with this case. Smith County Sheriff Joel Houston, who's leading this investigation, has told the media that while there is no evidence to prove that Rashim was murdered, quote, everything is still on the table. But he adds, quote, there is nothing being covered up. 
There is nothing being swept under the rug. There's nothing to hide. The MBI and the FBI were assisting Smith County with their initial investigation, but it looks like they're now leaving it up to Smith County to wrap up the case. And the Smith County Sheriff, he said he's waiting for the findings from various search warrants to come back. So it does appear that they are at least doing something. What Rashim's family really wants to happen is to get his story out there to put pressure on law enforcement to fully investigate his death. They say that they have been hitting wall after wall with law enforcement trying to get answers, but Rashim's family is not giving up because they don't want this to happen to anyone else. There are so many questions here that need answers. Like, who were the three white men in that pickup truck that were chasing Rashim? Why was he in this wooded area on this private property, and who owns that private property? What would have led him to this location if he wasn't being chased? He was supposed to be waiting for a ride from a family friend, so why didn't he stay there and wait? And who took Rashim's debit card, credit card, and tried to use it? There's no way that we can say that there is no foul play involved in the death of Rasheem Carter without having all of these questions answered. I'll be following this story very closely, and I'll be sharing any updates. Please, please, please share this story if you feel like you're compelled to. That's it for me tonight. If you want to reach out, you can find me on Facebook at Serial Napper. You can also search for me on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check me out on Twitter at Serial underscore Napper, or I post things on TikTok. Serial Napper Nick, and that's all one word. If you're watching on YouTube, I'd love if you can give me a thumbs up and subscribe. And if you're not watching on YouTube, guess what? I post all of my podcasts in video format over on YouTube. Until next time, stay safe, stay kind, especially in the comments. Bye. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com podcast.